This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome you to Porch Talk. We are at Munson Brothers Trading Post, and I have none other than the Groove Johnson, Philip Savile, Matt Mason. What up? What's up, my man? Y'all may remember it was... Uh, Porch Talk's first dip into the Bentonia Blues. I had Mr. Philip Savile on to talk a little bit about That's the blues. Right. And uh, now I got the whole Groove Johnson. I got the drummer here. Yep. You got so it. you learned a little bit about Philip the first the time. and now you got the oh, Groove. Yeah. I listen to it. I'm, a, I'm an avid listener, Alan. I enjoy it. So, <laughs> so we just keep preaching the gospel. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Somebody's got to save us. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, Matt, I want to start with you. Um and then um, I'll roll over to Philip. But um, just about you, uh, man, where'd you grow up at? And uh, how the heck did you get into music? So I grew up uh, about 15 minutes south of Philadelphia in Union, Mississippi. It's a little one one stoplight town. Don't blink, you might miss it. Mm, um, I'm familiar. Right, right down around <laughs> Philadelphia. And me and Phil, I was playing for like a cover band for many years when I was first learning drum set and first starting out. And... Uh, me and Philip, we used to just do a little jam out at my house. I can't remember what we called it. It was some stupid name. The Green, green Burrito. Burritos. The Green Burritos Jam. The Green Burritos. So, you know, I cut my teeth in, in the cover band scene, just playing drums for like a lot of just classic rock covers. And just, we used to just call it the heroin for the fans, just giving them what they wanted. Oh, yeah. But now uh, we've definitely ventured into the deep blues, the deep jam. Uh, me and Philip have been playing together for what, like seven years about now? Seven, about yeah. seven years. So yeah, just uh, so twin brother. I mean, and y'all both play drums? No, he play he plays bass. Okay, yeah, he's a okay. guitar player. Yeah, we bass, started. Guitar. I started um, playing drums when I was ten years old in the school band, and I feel like that's a big thing for like most drummers that you talk to. They started in the band. That's what I did. I went all the way up to the collegiate level. I actually taught drum uh, drumline at Leak Central High School in Carthage for a couple of years, and just I was in like the real formal drumming scene before I ever got in drum set. I didn't start playing drum set till I was 21 years old. Was that transition tough or? No, it was super easy because I had so much formal training coming in. Yeah. That I just kind of applied. I really started learning like the informal training. It's almost weird to untrain yourself, you know, playing from like going from strictly drumline music, and then going into. Um, you know, cover band music. I, I really enjoyed that transition, especially playing music that's original. I've got a, uh, yeah. Yeah, preach. <laughs> <laughs> I think about Yeah, damn um, right. When I, when I first got on the guitar, um, my grandmother took me to D.C. Music here in town. It doesn't exist anymore, but uh, the guy was, like, into classically training people. Man, I took three lessons, and I was like, oh, this ain't the way. Yeah. 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 I was yeah. like, dude, I, I want to rock. <laughs> That's what you come to realize. Yeah. I'm trying I, to, I, I don't want this, you know. I want to mm-hmm. climb the mountains. I want to climb, you know what I mean? I'm trying yeah. to hear what I want to hear. Yeah, yeah. Exactly so I was, right. you know, playing by ear, and of yeah. course, at that time, uh, the advent of the internet, mm-hmm. a little That's website called Ultimate Guitar came yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, I don't know shit about guitar, you know what I mean? Yeah. I could play the hell out of one, but I don't know nothing about it. <laughs> I'm serious. I can show you where every note is on it. 
I can tie them all together and make it sound good. But you show me, you say, hey, man, play this scale. No. You know, that's the thing about it, right, is like just talking to Jimmy, he's like, I, I couldn't even tell you what I tuned it to. Right. Yeah, I told him what his tuning is. Yeah. Like a lot of people told him, but they he had this one guy over there first time I went, and he was like told the guy to tune his guitar, and then as soon as he picked it up, you know, he started down tuning everything, and the guy was off. And I asked the guy, I was like, so what is, what is Jimmy tuned to? And he goes, uh... Oh, I think it's like open D. And I was like, all right, you know, that doesn't sound right, but okay. Uh-uh. Okay. And then so, you know, two or three times later, I looked over at Jimmy and I said, ma'am, you play an open C sharp, a little bit flat off of that, and then you take your G string and you go an extra half step down. And that's what he does. It's, it's essentially C sharp from top to bottom, C sharp, G sharp, C sharp, E G sharp, C sharp, mm-hmm. and that's when I play with him. That's what I play. You know, and he, I, you know, he picked up my guitar and played it without changing anything. So I figured I must have had it right. Yeah, and that's about yeah. the only way I knew. You yeah, know? I, I actually bookmark on my computer the article that Ryan Lee Crosby put out mm-hmm. about the tuning because it's the only correct article I yeah. found right. on the internet right. about uh, the Bentonia right. blues. What it's actually tuned. played at, yeah. And what's crazy to me is, like, I'm just picturing in my mind, like, Henry Stuckey, like, teaching Jimmy, like... Yeah. And, you know... 60 years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, and there's no technicality about it. Mm-mm. And then even even wilder than that, you know, uh, you came to the Grammy thing. Mm-hmm. I think you had gone by the time Deke Hart played. I called Deke, I thought. I think. Yeah. I think at I at the very end of Deke's set, we all got back up there. And I missed that for and sure. And did a big old jam. And Jimmy kind of started and then kind of eased out of there. Well, we were playing in Bentonia tuning. And I showed Deke Harp, who is a, you know, a badass. Mm-hmm. I showed him how to play Bentonia right there on stage. And he just picked up like that. But after, after we got done, I was like, so, you know, Henry Stuckey used to have a guy that played harmonica with it mm-hmm. and I, Bud Spires and um, was his name and Henry Stuckey played that same tuning and I asked Deke I said what what key harmonica would you even need to play with that he was like it would be F sharp harmonica key which is really hard to find and that would then, be cross harping wouldn't it yeah then that's how most blues is played on the draw on the end tape mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um like most rock and stuff is played straight hard. That's right. At, uh, on the blow, and most blues is played on the inhale on well, the cross harp. Yeah, and so he says F sharp, and then he was like, but there'd be a couple notes in there that you couldn't play because what Jimmy does is go from major to minor to major to minor to major to minor, and he was like, if you hit one of those at the wrong time, one of those key notes, you know it. He was like, you couldn't even play those notes. You would just have to leave those out and play like your bass notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say this, speaking to the rhythm of Bentonia Blues as a drummer. <laughs> yeah, let's God. hear that What story. did Jimmy tell you? Yeah. What oh. did Jimmy tell Jimmy told him, taught him how to play drums with Bentonia. He's like, to, to play <laughs> drums with the Bentonia Blues, you have to do this. Yes. yes. Let, yeah, let's go there. Let's go. Okay, so... <laughs> The first time I played with him, I thought that he was purposefully making the rhythm super hard so I couldn't even follow it. And it almost is like that when you play it. It feels like straight four. But then when you actually get behind the set and start cutting up with Jimmy for like the third time, 
I realized like, oh, he's playing like six eight boom over everything, but in the most unique way where it's like he's popping his stuff in straight four, but then as the drummer you have to follow him in six eight, and it was like just very complicated at first to wrap my mind around. I was like, Bentonia is different. What is it? He told you at at, uh, I can't remember which time it was, but he told you he's like, if you want to play the Bentonia blues, watch my foot. That's literally what I did. Anything else, just watch my foot, and you can play it. That's his little keys, man. I've had like two very very small, you know, time amount blues lessons from Jimmy. Yeah. Mm And then, like, I, I didn't record it, but it's, like, just so fresh on my mind. But it's, like, when I get home to practice it, it's, like, almost oh, yeah. ha- almost, almost oh, yeah. having to retrain myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I do it every yeah. time I go over there still. Yeah. I mean, I, I come home and I put every guitar in my house in Bentonia tuning, and I'll just, like, okay, okay. All right, all right, I learned this this time. I got to remember this, so I got to make myself do it, like, 40 times right now yeah. so I'll remember it. Like little licks and stuff. He teaches me more every time I go. He don't want to. He won't give it to you all at once. But I don't think it. It would be like uh, opening up a, a yeah. fire hydrant. Yeah. If he done that. Because every time, yeah, like sure. every time we play with him, like the last couple times we played with him, Jimmy made basically made me and Matt be his backing band. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, like this last time, that's why, you know, our set got kind of cut off and then restarted, and then. Uh, but we got to play with Jimmy again later on, and and he always does. It. It'll be like two or three songs in, you know, and I'll be I'll be nailing everything, nailing everything, and then he'll be like, "All right, I'm fisting a fuck Philip up." <laughs> he'll throw it, he'll throw it into some just way different stuff, and and forget about the major and minor stuff, and play some. You know, he knows his way around that tuning that I, you know, that I don't know yet. He knows he knows how to even playing a different key in that key like he's he's what is, good what does that mean to be just like preferred by jimmy like if you're around he he wants you to be that's why behind him. It's, it's really crazy. crazy it's like it a, is it it's so hard to describe because like whenever we're there whenever we're running the bentonia festival me and philip like the sound men the stage hands yeah. the backing band the house band he like, puts you to work yeah he put us to work for sure but it was just like to get to even walk by him and be like, oh, hey, Jimmy, how's it going? And he'd be like, oh, yeah, this. man, how's it going? I was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got but it. Then, then you get up there and play with him. And, I, you know, I'll be I'll be behind him most of the time. And he's, you know, he'll kind of look at me. and, oh, and yeah. that, Are you are you, watching, his, are you able to see, like, his front hand or what's going yeah, on? Sometimes, or? sometimes. But I, I, I think I finally got a, a enough understanding of his tuning to where I can hear off of it and, and stay with him. But he'll he'll kind of give me this look over his shoulder oh, yeah. to hit his little hit the little breakdown, and which is just you know all it is is his little signature breakdown. But it's you you picking that top string with your thumb and you come up to the twelfth fret on your B string and mm-hmm. and I just you know he'll look at me and when I do it he'll look back at me. Mm-mm. Give me that little face. face. Yeah, yeah. And if you fall off the beat for a second, it cuts his yeah, eyes on his shoulder. I'm like, <laughs> straight back to his foot. He does. Uh, I got, was scared I, as I shit. got distracted. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was scared playing with Jimmy the first couple of times, but when you get really into that, you really got to feel the music, and yeah. that's really cliche, but with Bentonia style in, especially, yeah. because it fluctuates it and it ebbs and flows yeah. the whole time, and it's like, you know, yeah. you got to stick with him. On that foot, no doubt. Let's talk a little bit more about like y'all uh, meeting and uh, was it always the groove Johnson or like how, how did y'all even meet? We have been through 
I'd say three different iterations. If yeah. you don't count the Philip Sable band, which we played as before we were Groove Johnson. Yeah, we started on, on, on uh, not to my liking, but we right. just didn't have anything. I, I hate that. I don't ever want to be the Philip Sable band. Yeah, ever in any breaky, you know, no matter what. Right. We form as a unit. The Groove because when Philip plays by himself and when we play together, it's a whole different yeah, vibe. I'm singing, same. I'm playing drums. It's a totally different thing. We started in 2014 is Dark Water. We put out our first album is Dark Water. We played uh, the first four shows at the Ground Zero Blues Club is Dark Water. That's when we Have really you always been blues central. Some blues. We were more. Yeah. We were more like almost a cross between blues and alternative rock yes. with Dark Water. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always brought the blues and and at the time Matt and Cody had come from a cover band and they've been you know twin brothers are playing together forever right he and was we bass had, and I was guitar so we just came yeah. as like a rhythm section yeah. built in and yeah. my buddy yeah. Josh Sessoms our buddy um he kind of came from more of a Nirvana Pearl Jam Alice Chains yeah yeah yes, background yes. but me and him actually played together for years like at parties and stuff just acoustics and you know we were always anytime we were together people would be hey y'all play you know what mm-hmm. I mean so we kind of like almost melded styles and then when we got mm-hmm. with them like they're the way they play together it's kind of brought it all together you know we played with other drummers and people and mm-hmm. it just didn't work out but then we got with, with Matt and Cody and it just kind of all clicked and we we took Darkwater pretty good ways you know we played everywhere in Mississippi that was worth playing as Darkwater and played you know we played Ground Zero numerous times we played in on the coast we played in Natchez and all we played, over yeah. we played 78 shows Blue Canoe in Tupelo. 2015 yeah 2015 we played like bad. more no, than yeah, twice yeah. a weekend yeah. yeah yeah we went we we did a straight Mississippi tour and all that good stuff and then after that, like, you know, stuff happens. Josh, he ended up moving to Florida, and, uh, you know, we had a little little down there after Josh left. But actually, you know, some of our best stuff was me, Matt, and Cody. And that's where, and there was a time, there was a couple of shows where Cody couldn't be there for a reason or two, and that was... Is that when y'all... St- me and Matt played together, and we were like, holy shit, you know, we the, can do this. We got, like, this black can, piece. Yeah, thing we can like, kill this together. Time, like, it, it was in Starkville. The first time we ever played a two-man show that was really big was at the Fountain Bar in Starkville, so the big fountain in the middle That's of the right. Cotton District. That's right. It was just me and Philip with a huge stage light, and I'm talking... It was, like, 40 degrees... And probably 500 people out there in the courtyard. Night before the Alabama game. Yeah, the night people everywhere. everywhere. And we played the uh, we actually played the Fountain Bar every Alabama weekend for three years. After that, yeah, we destroyed. We brought it down, and we played like you know just we would have the wildest shows at that bar. Yeah, and then we would start playing at days just me and Philip, and then we played you know if our other bandmates after. Darkwater, we recruited two guys from Meridian, Drew Smith and Dylan Thomas, who were both incredible in their own right yeah, at yeah, bass yeah. and guitar. And we played as Magnolia Sound Machine. But whenever the entire I've ba- actually heard of that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 We yeah. did we did some stuff up here. I think that at the Elbow Room, the last show that was yes. ever at the Elbow Room, we played as Magnolia Sound Machine. That's right. And they were really good guys and uh extremely good musicians and you know, that that kind of fell apart as as time went on. It just kind of grew different directions it wasn't really anything 
major that happened or anything. And then we, we just decided to hell with it, you know? You know, just to, just in preparation for tonight or whenever I get to see y'all is, uh, and it took me a minute, Sally May, um, which is Spotify or wherever yeah, you yeah, ingest yeah. music is like, uh, oh, I hear old Matt back there singing. Yeah. 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 I was like, first time I listened to it, it kind of threw me. Because yeah. I was like, that ain't feel it. It changes. Yeah, it changes <laughs> everything up a little bit. It does. Love it. And uh, we've got, you know, there's a... I just don't know if I want to dump the whole thing on Spotify. And I, we need to get... I don't blame With you. CD Baby or whatever. But we got that whole show recorded. From Sally Mae was live at the uh, uh, Money Road Unity Festival in Greenwood last year. And I actually have that whole show on CD, and I'll get you a copy of that. Yeah. I will. I do. Remember. And uh, especially you're in Starfleet every day. I'm in Starfleet. I can get it. Yeah. I can get it to you. Hey, let's. Maybe we ought to grab lunch one day. You yeah. Know? Hell yeah. So I don't know. I get it. You know? Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. I'm down. But uh, let's let's talk about. I think it's impressive. We touched on it last time we got together on porch talk, but uh, your little recorder and like just record doing these live takes, man. Like, yeah. I mean, how did you? I just set what up. What made you want to do that? I, it's so, uh, it's so I'm interesting. A, I'm a widespread panic fan from way yeah. back in the day, and yeah. there was always, you know, it'd be a boom mic like this, and 40 people at the back right by the soundboard with just boom mics thrown up, recording every show, you know what I mean? And I've loved to listen to a live show that I've yeah. been to. And, it, you know, there's nothing, you can listen, whatever cool music you want to listen to, albums, Spotify, whatever, there's nothing cooler than reminiscing of a live show that you've been to. Having a CD or, or MP3 or whatever and popping it in and being like, I remember that, you know? Because most of the time, let's be honest, the majority of us aren't 100% sober through all of our live shows. And there's always amen, times amen. like, man, I remember them playing this song, but I can't really remember it. Then you can go back and listen to it. Yeah, I'll tell you So, I, you know, I kind of wanted to do that with some of our stuff. And I literally, I just have that recorder's got two condensers on the front of it and I throw up a little uh, MXL condenser mm-hmm. on a mic or something and it gets pretty good so. I'll tell you just reminiscent about it I remember we used to uh, set up a video camera in front of the stage and have like one of our girlfriends manning the camera like when we would play uh, certain shows and then we would literally sit down and like watch game film from the yeah. night before. Like it's so embarrassing. All Bruh, the twenty inch no, TV. No, what was embarrassing was the All Star Sports Pub. We went back and watched a little bit of that. Oh, uh, we got. It was I think like somebody was like, show. delete it, delete it, yeah. delete it. It was our third show ever. We got way too drunk. Man, yeah. oh, it was, it, was, it was this girl we knew that was working in the bar, and uh, she was quitting that night. And she she just had it out with them. She just kept bringing she picture just, after picture, picture after after to picture. us for free, and to uh, the point where our friends were out in the crowd during the during the show just drinking out of pictures. Like <laughs> yeah, it was that bad. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah. She, she was done. She, she cost yeah. them hundreds that night. And we thought, man, we were like, dude, we left there with all high fiving our friends and shit. We're the best show ever, man. We started watching some show. videos from it. It's awful. horrible. Awful. Horrible. Yeah. I was thinking about a little bit of alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, like, yeah. I totally kicked that thing's ass. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And then you listen back and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> we were rock stars that night, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it was a bit. All our friends had a good time. Hell, I guess it don't matter, you know. I want to ask y'all just like bringing it up to the day and like you've got the sound defined and um, you get to back Jimmy and let's let's talk a bit a little bit about after tonight like 
future dates or i mean what what are, what are y'all thinking what's in the future oh, really? I, know, I know it's hard to call yeah, yeah we're trying our best to hit festivals and uh we'll take you know we like to play so whatever in between but we got uh we're gonna play the bentonia festival this year this summer and this i'm not i'm not gonna say this but the bentonia festival is gonna be really big this year yeah, obviously Jimmy Duckholm was nominated for a Grammy this year and had a lot of exposure over that. Yes. Ain't there and somebody they, named Kingfish? Yeah, and there's oh, been interested. There's huh. been a little. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. There's they're gonna have to rearrange some things in front of the Blue Front because of all the interest. I'll say that there's some some stuff's gonna have to move instead of being right in front. It's got to move out of the way so they can have a lot more room in front to the railroad tracks back there. And something I can't say, but I'm gonna say it is, uh, your boy's gonna be in the back of the blue front. Uh, yeah. We're gonna be back there talking to the musicians. That's what's up. One man. by one. That's gonna That's be nice. Well, we're playing, nice. we're playing Friday, and uh, we'll probably play a little bit Saturday too. I'm not too sure about that yet. Saturday's the the day. The well, Friday is too. But Ryan Lee Crosby's playing on Friday. Ryan's coming down. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes. Like what about Conley? Uh, don't know about Conley. Nick Wade's Nick play Wade's on coming. Friday. So yeah. we're playing on Friday. Nick Wade's playing on Friday. <laughs> Ryan Lee Crosby's playing on Friday. I want to say R.L. Boyce is playing on Friday. Oh, I've got to take over. Lightning Malcolm. Lightning Malcolm may be playing on Friday. Ooh. Like Friday's going to be the big. I mean, Saturday's going to be a big day. We're going to most of these people I just named are obviously going to be there on Saturday too. Yeah. Uh, D. Carp is going to be there one of them two days. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be sick. It's gonna be sick. Yeah, it was, you know, just being down there for the Grammy party and just like meeting the Bentonia crew, you know, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. not only the people that play, but the people who are going to be there, man. Yes. Yes. And you weren't lying, like the first time we spoke here on the show was, you know, it's crazy. It's a little like, over you a just, year. You know, you just. Or around a year, less yeah, than a year. Yeah, maybe. you just. And you nailed the description of what it hmm. meant. It's like you literally meet in Bentonia, which is just. Nothing. What, yeah. what is it? You'll have twice the population of the city in yeah. the show, like yeah. at the show, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, maybe more. Yeah, maybe more. Yeah, yeah. Just three or the four biggest times. one I've ever seen was and, at the, you know, uh, the black, the white, part. Asian, Hispanic. Yeah, it's just a melting pot yeah. of just yeah. folks just having just the time. Of from the, the Grammy yeah. party, I ended up with like some dude's number in my phone named Diego. Like, <laughs> no idea who he is. Couldn't tell you for nothing, but I, mean, I, yeah, hope, I, met if, I hope Diego hears same this. Same thing, like Hollers a lot of me. phone numbers. Yeah. It's like, oh, what the, I don't remember you. Well, just yeah. wait wait yeah. till you meet Yard Chicken. <laughs> yard, chicken. <laughs> yard Chicken. I shit you not. <laughs> this guy, he's a really good guy. Oh, you told me about Yard yeah, Chicken. He works he's got the, uh, the boat, the boat the out back. back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yard chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy but he's gave like, him that name, right? Yeah, yeah. Jimmy's his buddy, and he just, he just, uh, they said he had a baby or something, so he went back to wherever, like, he's from out in the Delta somewhere, and he went back up there, but when he stays around there, he, like, keeps the place clean and takes care of it for Jimmy and stuff. But, uh, yeah, he's a wild man, an old yard chicken. He was out there trying to bust up a pallet with an axe one day, and he went, man. Oh, he that went, guy. He went, yeah, we he almost went, threw out our shoulders for Trying to help show. him. We <laughs> 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 chopping wood. We ain't chopped wood in 15 years. <laughs> you know, what's easiest about pallets is what I found. Dude. We used to have to dismantle them, and, like, if you'll just take a crowbar yeah. and, and take everything apart. Yes. Don't and, tell me that shit. And, and then and then you lay it out and you get because like it's bouncy. Yeah, we're out there bouncing axe off the pallet say, for we, thirty minutes. We had a double bitted old heavy heavy handle axe, smoking that thing. <laughs> Three of us just taking turns. 
<sighs> outside of the boyfriend. This guy's talking to me about my shoes the whole time. I'm like, oh, yeah. I got a question that uh, it's, it's fun to ask now. Like, we covered a little bit through COVID and, like, how are you dealing with it? But coming out of COVID, uh, what has the experience been like? I know both of you have full-time jobs, but just not being able to play out and then oh, here comes some live venues allowing you to play out. I mean, yeah. what's the experience been like? I'll say, I'll say this about the music side is that we really dug into the recording and recording on our own. And that was probably like our one savior because we couldn't play any shows. We played a Dave's live stream. And I mean, that was probably the extent of it. But in terms of my job, I felt like I was essential. I went to work every day. Yeah, I didn't have barely any. I was furloughed for five weeks because I was working at Mississippi State, and they shut everything down there for a little yeah. bit. And but um, yeah, man, that you know, music side. I think I played like three or four times all of last year, and it was frustrating. But I believe you've met Daniel Sharp now, mm-hmm. and uh, not yeah. not in person yet. Yeah, well, we record Great out there with him. Yeah, he's a, he's a good friend of ours. Mm-hmm. and He's uh, actually going to come on the show. You need awesome. to get him on he's the told show, me, He's man. told me a lot of interesting things Dude, about Daniel him. Sharp is, is one of the most interesting people yes. I know personally. He's and a show he is legend. a, like, he'll, you'll never hear him say this, and he's probably going to be like, when he hears me say this, <laughs> but he's like a Neshoba County folk legend. Yes. Like, all, we all... Like his, he's uh, got a really unique writing style and singing style, and yeah. he's really good. I mean, he's. He, I didn't know if he was messing with me because, like, when me and him first like going back and yeah. forth, was like he's like, he's, he's oh, hell. by the by the way, I was in the opening scene of uh, uh, Reservoir Dogs, or some film, and I was yeah. like, uh, you just literally told me like before you said that that you're full of shit. Are you being full of shit right now? And he sent me the screenshot from the film, and it may not have been Reservoir Dogs, but it was like a pretty prominent yeah, film, and he was like in the opening yeah. shot. And I, was I would like, not doubt that is you. I would doubt how did that happen? man. Daniel is is a very interesting guy, <laughs> and uh, we had, uh, you know, we me and Daniel, we've we've actually backed Daniel up before a few times, and we play with Daniel, you know, we record with Daniel a yeah. little bit, and and. Uh, a guy named David Lauderdale, who was a phenomenal guitar player, one of the best one of the best come out musicians. Yeah, yeah, one of the best guitar players. He passed away, and so we got originally got together with Daniel to try to help him get some of their music yeah. that they had all around hounds. If you want to look it up on Spotify, yes, all around hounds. Go look it up. Daniel's got his stuff with Dave on there, and it is great. Good plugs. A, and then any other, you know, go find Red Light. Take a ride at the red light, baby, because you no know it don't, don't matter if you don't, don't think, think twice. twice. That's uh, that's him. And Jimbo Mathis actually recorded that song for him and kind of tried to use it and uh, did put it on an album and gave credit to Dan. I mean, it's a really good song. Daniel's that good of a songwriter. He's uh, he's an amazing songwriter. He's but he, he you won't ever hear him say that. But he's oh, yeah. yeah, he's great. Yeah, I, I just, look up to him a lot, man. Just I into really. the back and forth I've I've had with him, it's like, man, this is somebody I can't wait to sit down with. You. Are you gonna come down there? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Let me know when you do, because I'm gonna just come sit. Okay, I want to know what he's got. Yeah, I just gotta come hang out. We used to. He has a play, like a big plot of land in Show County, and he has a big campsite that we used to stay at. And it was actually called Darkwaterville. Yeah, ask him about ask him about Darkwaterville. And it was like 
you're talking about like just fellowship and enjoying music yeah. by the fire, playing acoustics, yeah. listening to its that's, stories. And y'all see, this is kind of the scene that we yeah, have. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I like that. I told Matt, um, we walked out, I told him, I was like, man, we should just move to Columbus and just be like Jimmy Duck, but here. Yeah. Just only yeah. play yeah. here. We, we, we might go to the occasional festival, but if you want to see us, you got to come. You know where know. to find it. Yeah. Just have a residency. Well, that's how Jimmy know. does. This, I mean, how you think about it, that dude's got it made, man. Mm-hmm. He's got his house out in the country, and he calls the Blue Front Cafe his living room. Yeah. That's his living room. He just mm-hmm. goes up there in the daytime and sells some stuff and watches TV. If somebody happens to come in from Australia, he'll play them some blues. Yeah. Just, yep. you know what I mean, on just a normal day. You go up there on Sunday, it's buck wild. <laughs> yeah. It's very hospitable. Mm-hmm. It is, uh, it's about to go and be 7 o'clock. Yeah, like, we can, I'm pretty sure. I think that ends at seven. Is that PA out there? Looks like it's already over. We need to bring our PA, and that's probably that would be a question for Lance. Yeah, I'll ask when we get that. But uh, let's we'll go ahead and uh, round it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, last question. Y'all got to get ready. Y'all got to um, set the stage. We look forward to it. Yes, yes sir. Absolutely. That's right. Lance and uh, brother. Monson and Brothers, uh, I hate you're not here, and uh, it ain't because I didn't tell you about it. Right. <laughs> but uh, that is your own bad. Yeah. By the time this airs, it already happened, and the boys have left. But, uh, and we touched on it. Just uh, a little bit more about uh, what's coming up. So we immediately, we have Dave's Dark Horse coming up April 30th. Yeah. Friday, April 30th, if you guys want to catch us in Starville. Uh, assuming this comes out before then, mm-hmm. and then, um, be Tuesday. I believe it's the week of June twenty fifth. Is the Bentonia oh, a week Festival? a week back before that? It's in the eighteenth. Yeah, yeah, eighteenth. Yeah. Okay. We got the Bentonia Festival, and then round in September will be the Money Road Festival again. We got some stuff in the works in uh, Clarksdale, and That's uh, right. I've got to get over there. I met so many people uh, dur- during the Grammy party. Yeah. And Gilbert, yeah. Gilbert keeps sending me people. Yeah. And it, they're all in Clarksdale. And it's like, yeah. I just need to take a vacation. Just a whole eight-hour day. And yeah. just go to Clarksdale. Well, when mm-hmm. you, you could definitely go with us whenever we run up a gig up there. Uh, it's probably some of the same people that you met. That that doing. might be an ideal thing. Just let me know about yeah. that. And I'll just... Yeah, just hop in. Because I'll probably come here and get yep. with him. Yeah. Yep. yep. That's... Uh, I don't want to drop any names or anything because it ain't in the books yet. But that that'll be a lot of fun. We've played Ground Zero before, and I say <coughs> that it's not there. Yeah, that we're trying to get to. We Ground Zero is fun, and it's it's more for like commercial blues. Yeah, and we yeah. we play Y'all that are wrong, not commercial. We play that raunchy no. stuff, so we need yeah. to. Let's know. let's end on that note. It is like describe Groove Johnson because like I love telling people about it. I was like. It's the it's like the Black Keys only they're a little nastier and a little yeah. gnarlier. It's yeah. like the Black Keys, but it's hill country. If yeah. you were to go to a juke joint in the seventies, when when everything but they didn't have no compressors and everything was just dirty sounding, that's you know if you just just think in your head the music that you would hear inside of a dirt floor juke joint having the time of your life. And everybody in there, regardless of color or race, is is grooving. You know what I mean? Dancing Having on a top good old time, dancing on the table, just dancing with strange women. Just mm-hmm. you know, forget who you are and have a good time. That's right. Well, guys, we gotta go tear the house down. Let's do it. Enjoyed Later. it. Got to. Thank you.
news and notes. Thank you so much for listening to Porch Talk. If you haven't done so already, I would ask that you would rate and review the show on whatever podcast app it is that you listen to on. It helps so much with the algorithms and people being able to find the show easier. Thank you in advance. Also, I'm trying to get into the video realm, okay? We're working on equipment. I need 100 subscriptions on YouTube. We're almost halfway there. I've got 41. So if you would just look my name up or look Porch Talk up and subscribe. I don't care if you hit the notification bell. I don't care if you ever watch. I just need you to subscribe. I just need you to do that for me so I can start making videos uh, on the YouTube live. We're going to walk this thing on out the door with Blue Sky Master. None other than Groove Johnson. I'm out of here, guys. Peace out. Thank you so much. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. 
Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.